You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. In New York. Hey, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my man? Gordon, I was struggling tonight, man. I, 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 looked, at, I looked at the Philly game, and I'm like, yeah. ooh. You are the, the only Ranger one game. struggling. <laughs> I looked at the Ranger game, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. This was not a good Seton night. Hall game right now, trying to score some baskets. They've been struggling themselves. Um, promo code Gordon in this one? No, no, no promo oh, okay. code. Just, you know, Big East, St. John's okay. lost tonight. So I said, I only see what Seton Hall is doing. They have 13 minutes left in the game, and the Pirates have 27 points. That's not good. No, not generally. <laughs> so, Gordon, where do we begin? I, I guess we have to begin – with what happened in Philly. We'll talk baseball in a second. But, Gordon, this was like, okay, look, I understand an off-shooting night, but the whole team, nobody showed up. Did Philly actually come to the game, or were those imposters? It's it's kind of funny because it's two, there's two angles to it, right? Since the trade, it was Harden going up against the Nets for the first time. And, mm-hmm. of course, it was the fans going up against Ben Simmons. And the fans, I guess they got their money's worth. You certainly didn't get your money's worth out of, of, of James Harden tonight. And I, I know that the offshoot of, of tonight's win for the Nets is a lot of people like, well, it doesn't really matter what seed the Nets are, if they're 8, if they're 10, as long as they're in the playoffs, they are, they are titled contenders. To me, the bigger takeaway from tonight is that Philly came across as complete frauds. Mm. You know, they, they, they've gotten some wins. They hadn't lost a game since the trade or really since Harden started playing since the trade. Uh, and they got completely – I mean, they were destroyed in this game. They were losing yeah. by 30 points in the first – this was not even a game at halftime. No, it wasn't. And all I kept, all I kept hearing was Buddha's voice in my head <laughs> saying, I don't know about these Sixers, man, Harden. I don't know. You know, we don't have shooting. I don't know. And here's the thing that really hurts you if you're a Philly fan. And, I, and it's one game. But here's the thing that you really have to be concerned about. They did not answer the physicality at all. They didn't. They backed down, Gordon. And you can't, even if you lose, you can't back down from physical play because that's what you're going to face in the postseason. The physicality ratchets it up a notch. So for you to back down the way they did, that's not good. And and the other thing is, which we had talked about, right, where's that other score coming from? And Harris, it took Harris to score, but Harris was involved in the offense because Harden and, and Embiid wasn't. Yeah, after halftime, it was almost like Harden was not shooting anymore. No. Um, and he was terrible in the first half. He was terrible in the game. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, he's so bad tonight, I'm wondering if he's asked for a trade yet. I mean, he might need, to, <laughs> he may, might need out of Philadelphia. But, yeah, that was, that was about as, as, as much of an undressing as you could have. And for a game that kind of felt like must-see TV, like Dave was on this morning with uh, DiPietro and Rothenberg. He said this is the most he's looked forward to a, a, to a regular season game all season. I kind of agree with him, right? You're, you're interested mm-hmm. to see what happened. You were. And Philly just absolutely did not show up. And I don't know so much that, it's, that they didn't show up as much as they just got exposed. Yeah. You know, they just got exposed. And it kind of had a little bit of a playoff feel. And it, it, it definitely had a playoff feel watching James Harden because he just disappeared. <laughs> he was nowhere to be found. He did nothing in this game. He did not impact the game in any way. And to think that the Nets got that kind of win and Simmons didn't even play. I know. I know. Aldridge I know. didn't play either, right? No. Aldridge was out. Yeah, right. so, I mean, you think about it. The Nets are a dangerous team. That's clear. Uh, they've got their own issues. But, boy, sure. oh, boy, for, for a Philly team that made this trade to be championship or bust, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's championship. I can tell you that right now. Well, it might be championship if they don't have to face the Nets. 
it might be able to they might be able to muster up ah. some other teams, but I'm telling you right now the way the Nets played tonight, and you are right, they were exposed. And once again, the physicality comes back to me. The how do you shoot 26 percent for the game? I mean, they were just brutal. They were brutal. It, there was never a point after that big lead. There was never a point that you thought they were going to be back in this game, Gordon. Never. That game. That never. game was such a blowout. Ben Simmons even smiled. Isn't that something? And I don't think I've seen him smile since he's been uh, any time recently. Not even since the trade, I don't think I've seen him smile. I know I haven't seen him smile in Philly. No, no. <laughs> I know no. that. Unbelievable. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Listen, you can cut the music. You should... If I'm Rocky, I don't want you to associate that music playing with the way the Sixers play tonight. Don't even take that theme oh off. You goodness. can't even do that. Oh, no. look. Now, maybe if you had the theme for Rocky 19, you yeah. could use that one. The <laughs> yeah, statue, the, Rocky. The, 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 the Rocky statue, I think, picked itself up and carried itself away tonight. The Rocky statue had this glove over his eyes. Yeah. Embarrassed. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. Well, Gordon, we, te- we teased it. We talked about it. It's time for our very special announcement uh, that we have starting soon. Yeah, I think we'll do it Monday. I think, yes. you know, mm-hmm. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. So yep. we always like to kind of, ma- you know, mark along with, with what they do. So mm-hmm. Monday, assuming we have a show, which I think we do, we will unveil our bracket for this year. And it is I, what was the official title that we ended up coming up with? It, I think it's March Movie mania is that correct march movie mania so basically Mm -hmm. what we're going to do and we need your suggestions at hardesty espn at gordon damer on twitter (whistles) we are going to pit the greatest sports heroes and villains of movies tv shows of all time Mm. There'll be be villains in there. There'll be heroes in there. We'll throw them into the 64 uh, slot field. We'll rank them as we do. The selection committee is back at work, even though there's nothing but complaints about the selection committee. (laughs) They did a fantastic job. The the audience screwed it up last time. We can't. But the reason why we're bringing it up is this is your chance to get your submissions in. Now, look, we don't need Rocky. The music Mm -mm. tells you we already got Rocky on the list. Yes. We already have um, Roy Hobbs. He's on Mm -hmm. the list. Clubber Lang is on the list. Shooter McGavin is on the list. Have to wake up back. Pedro Serrano is on the list. Mm -hmm. But what we need is we need some outliers. We need need the small schools that maybe we're not thinking of. Like a perfect example. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sports movie, but it has to have some tie to sports. So Mm -hmm. I think a good example would be Forrest Gump. Yes. Forrest Gump is not a sports movie by any stretch, but he played at Alabama. He mm-hmm. was a ping pong champion. He was a, an ultra marathoner, I believe, before that term even existed. Running Still across running. the country. Still running. <laughs> He's run Forrest Run. So he very might well be. That's the type of stuff we're talking about. We need, we need the offshoots of sports so we can have an interesting tournament. You know, we can yes. line up the most obvious 64, but we want the demented minds of our audience to reach into the deepest demented parts of their brains and come up with some, some creative suggestions. 
And you know who you are. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, (laughs) trust me, you know who you are. We point out who you are a lot of times. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So uh, make sure you, you, you have the Twitter addresses, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer. Start thinking about it. You probably have sent some already. We'll check in a minute. And, and just over the weekend, I want you to, to think about it and come up with some so we can add to our list, and then it'll make it an even better, better tournament. It's, I, I'm really excited about this, Gordon. I think it's going to be fun. I think it should be, yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. We came up with it. We batted around a few things. This mm-hmm. is the one that I think had the most support uh, among the group. So yes. we, will, we will see what you guys have as suggestions. And look, this is, we're telling you now, when Monday rolls around and we unveil the bracket and you call up at 1-800-919-ESPN and say, hey, why isn't so-and-so in the field? Or why isn't this one? You know it would have been good, this one or that one. This is your chance to get this one or that one in the field. Mm-hmm. You can't right complain now. later on. You got to be in it to win it. You got to submit it to at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer on Twitter, and we'll see where the chips fall starting Monday. Yes, we will. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Off to the phones we go with Buddha in the Bronx. He leads us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, how'd that go tonight for you, buddy? Well, I mean, you know how it went. You know, first and foremost, I'm just glad baseball came back so everybody can stop calling and sound like the lights and the electricity was off. You know, <laughs> please. A little, little tough to take for a kid from the South Bronx. But anyway, uh, you know, um, you know, I, I just tried to tell numerous people. I mean, I love Papa Lodge. We, we discussed this a thousand times. I remember you know, last week uh, the guy Roscoe talking about Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. You know, quickly is trash. Just that if you complaining, the Sixers is this, the Sixers is that. The Sixers beat absolutely nobody in those three games when Harden came back, man. You know, and um, everything was put on Ben Simmons. You know, media. Uh, you know, the team. Yada yada yada. You know, once he got traded, like Jocelyn Brown said, he, he's somebody else's guy. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody worried about him no more. And it really shifted the focus away from what took place last year. I mean, Simmons was an absolute disaster against the Hawks, right? Absolute disaster. But was he all by himself? I mean, Doc Rivers, you know, not only did you get outcoached by Nick McMillan, you got all of your feelings, started running your mouth, you know, saying things that you couldn't take back when y'all wanted to try to get the guy to come back on the team. And, you know, you haven't won a big playoff series as a coach in a minute. You know, and, 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 and also, um, Tobias Harris. I mean, this dude is Griffin from HG Wells. I mean, the, the invisible man. <laughs> Give me a big shot that this guy has hit. Name it. Name to me a moment that this guy has had that's been meaningful or substantial. So then we turn the page and we trade for James Harden. And we had a weak bench to start with. But, you know, obviously to get a player of his quote-unquote caliber, you got to give up more. So the bench is more diminished. So here comes um, James Harden with, with his little cashews in, in any big game you've ever seen him in. You know, I'd much rather have Devin Booker than him, you know, personally. Mm. But, you know, here he is, uh, the savior. And what does he do here tonight? What does he do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
So when I hear these people talking to me about how the Sixers and Papa Lodge, I love you to death, but I've told you a thousand times, bro, it's not a championship team. You look at teams like the Bucks. not only do they have a deep bench, but they did it. So their confidence level is where it needs to be. Then you got the Miami Heat, you know, they don't have the best talent, but they're deep as you know what. They play hard. And, you know, Eric, the, 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 the Dragon Spolster, is, is, is a big-time coach. So, you know, you're talking about the Sixers might be the three-seed or the two-seed. I don't care where you get seeded. This team is vulnerable. You know, Doc Rivers has been exposed. Let's be honest. Without KG, the truth, and Ray Allen, he ain't won a big playoff series since. And, and blown there's leads. no way to cut that. There's and no way to cut leads. that. You're You're right, there's no You're way right. to cut that. You're right. Thanks for the phone call. And Gordon, he's blown some leads. He's been up and, and watched them go by him. So it, this is a tough scenario for him. And, uh, you know, I know Doc like him from his Nick days here. You know, we, we become friends in a, in a lot of situations, but – he has struggled in big games, in championship games. The guys have not performed for him. And you go back to that Clipper series, Gordon, where nobody performed. I mean, they all disappeared on him. And this is not a good look for him. It just isn't. Nope. No, it is not. Um, that's, I mean, he's part of the reason why it's just hard to have confidence that Philly is going to all of a sudden flip this switch. I know it, You know, people look at the NBA. You have to have the star power, and they have the stars. They have a guy who's – going to be in the running for MVP, although I have to start to wonder if that, that lock that it seemed like he had on it at one time don't look like it's a lock anymore. No, and then, of course, Harden as well. Uh, he, he's not known exactly. When the pressure is on, James Harden is not generally when he plays his best, and, and the, it's probably more pressure on him now than ever before forcing his way to Philadelphia. So it's not a great look. No question. And then <laughs> – you know, Seth Curry goes there and does an impersonation of his brother Steph, <laughs> and, let, and, and let and let his former teammates hear about it in a little stretch there as well. Yes, he did. I mean, he and he was one of the guys that Buddha's talking about. You know, that bench was a little suspect, and then they lose him and Drummond. I think. Look, I think um, Jordan will be able to pick up Drummond's, uh, you know, minutes, but mm-hmm. they they need another shooter. And listen, uh, the other thing, Maxi was a rumor tonight. And Thibault, they were both rumors. Yeah, no, nobody no, played well. Yeah, nobody, no. nobody. That that's scary. That's really, really scary. Eli's in Washingtonville. He's next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, Eli. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, listen, man, that's is it me or does it seem like the Nets be doing the okie doke when it comes to to like the regular season and when it's time it's time to get serious? I think today was a statement a statement game. Where KD and and uh, and Kyrie Kyrie. Irving, you know, decided to take things seriously, and Drogic was a great pickup because the guy is such a facilitator. You know what I'm saying? And 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 then Seth, I'm telling you, I'm saying this team, I think they they they're a sleeping giant when it comes to uh, you know, being there, you know, in the regular season, but in the playoffs, I think they're going to wake up and surprise a lot of people. What you guys think? But you know what, Eli? Thanks for the phone call. Let's be fair. 
This was a team that people said were going to win the world championship this year. Yeah, no. I, I don't think anybody thinks that they'd be surprised that the Nets go on a run. No. It's just, are they? what form are they going to take? Like, after tonight, Kyrie Irving is going to play four more regular season games for the Nets as things currently stand. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. How many of those four are going to include Ben Simmons? We don't know. Don't know. I have no idea. Is Ben Simmons going to play? When is Ben Simmons going to play? Is Ben Simmons going to play? All right. Now let's start there. Is Ben Simmons going to play? Okay. Then once we once we answer that, then how many times is he going to play? Yeah. Yeah. They they got a lot of moving parts, but the the one thing that they got that nobody else really has is they got that that guy KD and yes, he, um, is. he is he fixes a lot of things. Man, that guy is unbelievable. Oh, he and I say it all the time. His efficiency, Gordon, is just amazing. I mean, he he doesn't have many 8 of 29 nights. He's not an 8 of 29 guy. He's an efficient scorer who can do – he can get anywhere he needs to get to on the basketball floor. And Gordon can play defense too, which is the other thing. You know, people forget about him. He can play defense as well. So it's um, – you know, they should be able – if the big thing is you're looking at how well they are, yeah, well, you know, this is where they were supposed to be with Kyrie and KD. This is where it's always been. The question's always been how how long, how many games is Kyrie going to be available for him? Aside from injuries and other things, you just don't know. Yeah. That's the issue. The NBA's playoffs is the second season, and it's not like the, the, the guys play together a lot in the first season. Yeah, exactly. I, now, they've always kind of treated, ever since they got here, they've kind of treated the regular season like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it might not be. They might be the team that might be able to overcome that, but you kind of have to see it before you can really say for sure, hey, I'm confident that these guys are going to get together in the playoffs and everybody's going to get back and stay back. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Well, listen, I got to tell you something. I, I, you would have heard me if I paid four thousand dollars to sit courtside to watch that game. <laughs> right. I'd have had, I'd, have, right. I'd, have, I'd have said something and then left. Right, it wouldn't have been a chant. It would just have been you screaming. Ah, I right. spent that much money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's ESPN New York tonight here on ninety-eight seventy ESPN. KD on um, just was he trying to silence the Simmons chants? By the way, they played tonight. Most definitely, I think all of us were. You know, we. Uh, we look at Ben as our brother, you know, so we knew that this was a hostile environment and we knew that he didn't have an opportunity to play, so we wanted to come out there and have him focus on the court more so than just always focusing on him. So they focused on the court tonight, and it's hard to, for you to chant at Ben Simmons when you lose him by that much. And and here's the thing, Gordon. Why are you chanting at him anyway? Okay, I get your booting when he came on the court. I get it. But what else is there for him to do? He's sitting on the bench. Ah, they had a lot of pent-up frustration. You know, I'm sure the Philly fans kind of felt like they had his back a lot of times uh, in his time there. And while it ended really poorly, like, it's almost, you know, uh, they got rejected by him and they're going to let him hear it. And this is their this is their one chance to to let him hear it because, you know, we all kind of look at this as like a playoff preview. They -hmm. might not get many chances in the playoffs either if they play like this. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. Kyrie on the importance of winning the game tonight. You know, playing for Ben and this night meaning something to Ben and uh, not only Ben, but Dre, Seth. When you get traded in this league, it's not easy to deal with. And you pick up your stuff that you've, you know, made a home out of 
you know, you're in one city and then you have to transfer to another city. It's not always easy. So we try to welcome in. Uh, we've tried to welcome them in with open arms. So when we played tonight, we definitely felt like Ben was on our heart. He was on, you could see it. He was wearing it. And, and we just wanted to go out there and play for him and play well. Um, but it, it like, again, it's not an individual thing for us. We all felt it. We're all there. We all deal. If you come at Ben, you come at us. If you come at anyone else on our team, you come at all of us. And that's the mentality. And that's listen. And that's the way it's supposed to be, Gordon. Your teammates. That that's the way it's supposed to be. And you know, for the new guy, it had to make him feel good. He obviously didn't feel that love in the city of brotherly love on his way out. So for him to come to a new team and they embrace him like that, it's a good thing. It has to be a good feeling for him. Yeah, it's just as long as it was a road game for Kyrie. Otherwise, you know, if it's a home game, he's not he's not so not so much. Well, he embraces him by phone. Right, right. <laughs> I'll text you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got your back, buddy. I got your back. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see now the next challenge for the Nets, as you mentioned, Gordon, with this uh, with this road trip that with this situation over the rest of their games. Where is the offense coming to help out KD on on when Kyrie can't play? And as the guys mentioned on TNT. You know, you could see he's he's flying up and down the court, Gordon. He's he's well rested. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He, that's not that's not an issue, and and rust has has not been an issue when he has nope. played. But nope, it's just a, it's just a question of what's going to happen here. Um, because you'd like to get out, you would like to get kind of get out of the play in if you could, yes, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. you would think I, I, as great as the Nets are, I, I don't think you want to have the situation where you're, you know. One you game, want to be sixth. right? You want to be sixth at this point. Yeah, and That's at this point, they're still five back, even with the the couple of wins that they've had here. Yeah, it's tough to make up five games in the standings. It is with nineteen to play, and you're missing one with one hand tied behind you. Back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, actually, two because you don't have Simmons either. Yeah, that's right. You're right. So, as you mentioned, they are uh, they're in eighth place right now. The three game was that three games behind Toronto. We're getting the loss column behind Toronto two in the standings and they have to beat Cleveland that's five to get to Cleveland and six to get to Boston in the fifth spot. So they'll put some things together. Uh, we'll see what happens. The other, the other team in town, Gordon Ugh. is doing something right Ugh. now. That is, that is really scaring me. And it's scaring me because this is how you lose ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is how your front office gets delusional to think that, Okay, you know what? Uh, maybe we're not as bad as we thought we were. The only saving grace about them winning these games, and of course, as, as a fan, you don't root for your team to lose all the time. But the only saving grace is, at least because of injury and situations, young players are starting to play. So they're getting minutes. So the fact that they're getting minutes and still winning games, that's a positive. Otherwise, I'm very nervous about this, Gordon, because I could see them just, you know, going on a streak here and, and for some reason ending up in the play-in, which is what I don't want right now. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have to worry. I mean, the Hawks are still, what are they, three games under 500? I mean, the Knicks got a long, yes. you know, we're talking about the Nets trying to make up five games. The Knicks yeah. have to make up uh, a, a whole bunch more than that. Under. Right, a 10 under, so... Uh, but it is frustrating, you know. Like wh- you think to yourself, why are you? Why, why is this happening now? Mm-hmm. Because you know that the, the, you almost know you can see it coming a mile away because it's happened so many times. Wherever the Knicks pick, there'll be a great player taking one pick ahead of them, and, right. and you'll think back and say, "Man, if we just if we didn't win these games by and, and they're winning them by thirty. I mean, they're <laughs> the Clipper game. They're blowing them out. They're blowing out the Mavericks last night. Couldn't throw the ball in the ocean." 
Um, so that's one part of it. And then, you know, the other part of it is like, well, where was this earlier in the year? When, where was this when it mattered? Because mm-hmm. then, you know, if they had gotten into the play, if they had been the ninth seed this year and they played well overall, even the drop from four to nine, you'd say, well, they're still putting things together. There's still some development going on. But now they're, they're kind of in the, in the worst kind of – I guess the worst spot would be 10th. But mm-hmm. – they're kind of close to like the worst spot where they're not going to be in the play-in, but they're not going to have a top five pick either. And I think that the thing that's more helpful for them is to have that top five pick. No question. No question. And and what it does is, which is my concern, Gordon, is it kind of changes how the front office looks at it. Oh, you know it. You know it as well, right? And and if they keep this up, even if they don't get into the play-in, they'll think to themselves, well, you know what? We just had a bad stretch. It was a weird year. We had weird things going on and – and we, we, we just had that one, you know, Derek Rose doesn't get hurt. It's a different story. We would have been mm-hmm. in. And, and they delude themselves into thinking that they're a lot closer to, to respectability than they are. Can I tell you something? I'm ready for Derek Rose not to come back this season. Yeah, but you know them. You know him. <laughs> you know Tibbs. Yeah, they're gonna I know he wants him, him back. There. I know he wants him back. But for me, I'm good if he doesn't come back this season. I'm okay with it. I'd I would be too. Him, I'd rather but, have him fully for next year because I don't. I don't want them to get into the play-in. Yeah, I. I think that. I, I think that they'll be all right. I don't think that they'll get into the play. I mean, they really have to get hot, and they yeah, have no. been hot mm-hmm. um, the last couple here. But I don't think that. But it is frustrating, you know. Just <laughs> just when it was it was clear. Okay, here's the path forward. We've had this this disappointing year. We've play had this kids. frustrating year. Now play we know. Now we, right. Play the kids. Lose the games. Get down as far as you can. Hope the ping pong balls go your way. And now they're going to be picking what? 10th? You know, mm-hmm. like you can still get a good player 10th, but with the degree of difficulty, the Knicks need all the things in their favor that they can get. They need like the fourth pick. They need the, you, you want somebody who's like another RJ Barrett type mm-hmm. to go along with RJ Barrett. And then yes. you say, okay, now we got, now we got a real base. Now we got two guys who we can really rely on. Yeah. Now we got something to work with. Mm hmm. You know, and then we can go out and build this. And then now we've got an, another year to see what's going on with the McBrides and the Grimes and to mm-hmm. see how they fit in. And now the other thing is you get Cam Reddish's loss for the season. Just when he was yeah. starting to get yeah, planned. I mean, it's, it's not one thing, it's the other, right? You know. It is crazy. So now Obi Toppin can come back and get his eight minutes. <laughs> right, right. He's collecting those those eight minutes every every couple of games, you know. Oh, I get a m- another minute here. I'm going to get up to like 12 by the end of the season. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's just crazy. All right, Gordon, give me give me your top four needs for the Yankees right now. The top four. You can't have everything. I, I, well, I know you're I mean, desperate think, to get Brett Gardner back. But yeah, other, oh than, God. other oh, than him, what are your wait, top four? Cashman will troll us, and that will be the first thing they do. They'll bring back Brett Gardner. <laughs> well, look, to me, you, you build it up the middle. Um, okay. So I think that the, the the most pressing thing to me is you need to get a shortstop. Figure that out. Uh, I can figure out first base, uh, but you you got to figure out what are you doing shortstop? What path are you going? Are you going stopgap and then you're going to load up other places? I'll say this. If they go stopgap at shortstop, but they solve center field and first base, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But if they go with a stopgap at shortstop and I got Aaron Hicks in center field – it doesn't really matter to me who the first baseman is at that point. Mm. Um, you know, I want to. I w- This is about the championship run. Is is right now. You got to go out and solve these things, 
and the, the, the answer to the questions are not the same answers you've been giving me already. Those have already been proven to be wrong. And I'll say this as well. I don't know if it's going to happen. Going after Freddie Freeman, it might, it might have a great short term, and maybe that's all they're looking at. Signing a 32-year-old first baseman to a contract of $100 million is almost always a mistake. Yeah. Depends on the years, though. Depends on the years. But he's not, I, le- he's not leaving Atlanta for a three-year deal. Would you give him five? I, I, would, I would look to invest that money in other positions. Okay. If it's I got me. you. I got you. Great lefty. He's a great lefty stick. Though. Oh, he's great. I mean, lefty bat. Can't have too many of those at Yankee Stadium. Might want to tell the Yankees that. Good yeah. defensive Oh, player. look, he's, he's a complete player. But we know how these contracts age. And first yeah, baseman, that's not the one you want to be investing in. No, it's not. It's not. I, I'm really intrigued about what they're going to do with shortstop. I really am because I think they're going to spend the money. But other than that, I think you need some. I think you need some depth in the starting rotation. And I am very curious to see what the Yankees are going to do in center field because I agree with you. I mean, he is always hurt. Always, he is always, always hurt. hurt, Larry. Always hurt, and not short term. And, and even with the Yankees policy, right? Like he, you play like once every three days, the guy still gets hurt. I mean, it's amazing. And, and he's and he doesn't come back quickly. No, it's always you're just kind of waiting to see if he ever comes back, <laughs> like last year when he didn't. Mm-hmm. So and then all in the background, you're still hearing these little these little conversations about what are we doing with Aaron Judge. Do we give him the extension? What do we do? I think. Listen, I th- I'm all for players getting paid. You know me. Make mm-hmm. the money. Make the money. If I'm the Yankees, though, I got to wait and see. If if he if he gives me another year, the availability, right? Absolutely. This year that he had last year, I'll sign him before the end of the year. I'll yeah. sign him before the end of the year. Absolutely, that's that all would I make need. more sense. But just one year to do it, you know how? I mean, look how many times the Yankees have signed guys before that was their time to get signed, and how'd that work out? They did it with Aaron Hicks. They did it with Severino. That's right. Strike one, out. strike two. That's it.